Welcome to the Progression Health Podcast, episode number 52. I'm here with Tahu Roy. Tahu is one of my childhood friends who I went to school with. Always been into fitness and really got into it recently. And we're having that about his fitness journey and how he's really made some progress recently. So Kaho, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? My name is uh, Kaho Rorty and uh, I've always been into fitness growing up. It would have started early enough, maybe 13, 14, just from playing club rugby in Galway and playing schools rugby. Like most people that grow up playing rugby, get introduced to the weight room around 15. 16 then kind of a common enough path where as anyone that knows anyone that lifts weights for an extended period of time catches a bit of a bug for it and might get addicted to it and then that can in turn it often leads to people getting more into the weight room side of things than the rugby side of things even though I was about 21 and there was that little kind of back in my mind that was always kind of like I'd rather be in the gym working on like then the rugby training or like oh I can't train in the gym tonight because I have rugby training tonight but I'd rather be in the gym. maybe I can't do a session Friday night because I have games Saturday morning so that kind of went on um, that would have went on for like the whole kind of rugby career but eventually then I would have, when I did give up the rugby it would have just become solely my fitness journey I suppose would have came come solely down to lifting weights and working out in the gym um, more like based training I suppose trying to improve physique and then somewhere along the way something that I always this day now I kind of struggle to figure out where I wouldn't say where it went wrong but where I kind of dropped the ball but there was like a middle period where I fell out of love with it I wouldn't say I was a mad partier but as anyone that grows up in Ireland knows you do come into a phase around early 20s or late teens where it's just common to be going out drinking a few nights of the week uh, so somewhere along the way for a number of years then probably didn't rediscover it until I was maybe 22 23 when I was working in Canada in construction and at this point I you know, I wasn't I had I didn't look like someone who was uh, working out any longer I gained some weight just almost fluked it by working in construction because uh, it's such an active lifestyle you can get away with drinking and eating but I kind of flew back into being in shape and then uh, I was fortunate enough then to end up living with a friend who was all so that's where I got back uh, and then I suppose ever since then I've been back into it so there was a little middle, middle period there from maybe like 20 to 23 where I took a back seat and then I rediscovered it from 23 and I'm now 29 and I've been motoring on since and recently have, in the last maybe 2-3 years I've made significant progress where a way more of a driving factor in my life like where it's like the main the main path really now so you figured it out more really, kind of the whole crux of the story it's like you just kind of stick at it you, you know so, yeah absolutely so when you started out then what was it that initially brought you to the gym because I feel like a lot of people they just come in and they're just like I don't know they see a Hollywood movie or something they're just like I want to look like Schwarzenegger and it's like you know that's not the only reason that we can get into to working out like or that's not in my experience if you can have a deeper reason than that it, it, it serves you so much better so like you know what initially like got you working out I suppose yeah like physically getting into the gym was literally like I never thought I don't think I really ever thought like oh I need to go into the gym I need to start doing that it was more a byproduct of playing rugby you hit like 16 and then it's like all right you're getting to that age now where you need to start putting on a bit of size other lads are starting to get bigger so even just you're just brought in by your coaches and um, so you go in and you start lifting weight through that um, then I suppose it's kind of like uh, you start lifting through that but at the same time you know, growing up I was never in good shape so there was like a desire there like oh maybe this is what I need like this because I like, playing rugby doing loads of but like never actually getting in good shape so you kind of start to see like oh maybe this is what I need to be doing to get in shape um, but again there was still a key puzzle missing through diet and nutrition then because I'm sure now if you're brought into your rugby gym by your coaches at 16 that's all dialed in whereas back when we were growing up that wasn't there and yeah that was a key piece of the puzzle that was missing so it was, it was a lot 
lot of years later that that came to uh, that fell into place but back then that wasn't there so I was kind of hammering away at the weights and I was, well, I was still enjoying it wasn't uh, wasn't getting the result that, I, that were there to be had because the nutrition wasn't in place um, it's funny actually I often think back at this because like as everyone knows you'll always look back and think oh if I knew back then what I know now and it's like when I look back to that time I like it's not like I wasn't trying to die but it was I was trying the information wasn't there and if you remember uh, Pat Dibley that guy so that's a guy I'd like to have a word with if ever I came across him because I'm like he was pumping out his diet around Galway where we grew up and if you were to look at that now you would just say that is just crazy you know it was the strictest most restrictive diet you could do and it was banging out results but only because it was super crazy and restrictive and I, I always look back at that time and think that guy going around teaching calories in calories out high protein diet etc etc I would be in incredible shape for all those years that I wasn't in shape you know? so uh, yeah that one I kind of that's kind of a period I look back at and I'm like oh, if, I, if, if, if that guy just supplied different information the right information which I'm sure he must have had but it just wasn't his ethos or his way of thinking he probably wasn't about calorie tracking or counting numbers he was more about like whole food fair enough when I look back at that I'm like that guy had me eating bags of cashews by the bucket so <laughs> I was probably putting away thousands of calories thinking I was doing the right things you know yeah absolutely you know what comes to mind is uh, poor uh, Rob Murray he he actually did do that Rob was exactly. in great shape exactly. back, back he was you know Man, he was the physique that everyone wanted yeah god rest him I was actually just because I, I thought this popped into my head recently and I thought about it and I was like I would love to see that diet because like, I remember having the PDF file. I tried to find it online which it actually is on Amazon but I was like it was like 10 quid I was like I don't want to see it that bad I don't need to spend 10 quid on it but when I typed in because I remember it was called the Patively 21 day jumpstart diet and when you type that in what comes up but the before and after photo of Rob and I was like yeah geez that was like the perfect advertisement for that diet because he was already in great shape and then it just leaned him down but it was like it was essentially a no carb diet so I think, I think he knew what he was doing there boy. yeah absolutely like guaranteed result but um, kind of like you said the education is not what he's selling so it's you weren't, it's not. You weren't you, even if you came out of it in shape weren't coming out of it with the tools to maintain it you didn't know why that happened. the understanding was lacking yeah absolutely yeah. so something I'm, I'm kind of thinking of more um, more and more like the longer <laughs> I'm kind of in the industry it's, it's just kind of interesting to think about people you know have this idea of like being in shape you know but it's mm. like you know you're very different from me you know who's very different from the next person is very different from an older person or you know a woman or you know all different kind of people just would have like different bodies right so it's kind of like what was your idea of being in shape like you know because I'm always like but why do why, why do we need to be sort of you know now that I'm a bit more experienced I'm like why do we need to be different why couldn't we just like we just were the exact same you know sort of body we had right now and we could like lift the amount we wanted or lift, you know even any sort of amount more than what we currently do wouldn't that be like a huge win you know but sort of being happier with less but um yeah that's kind of a trickier yeah. kind of transition to make so yeah what what was your idea of being in shape getting into the gym initially well growing up like you know, I would have been overweight so I never experienced like being lean or even skinny like back then I would have looked at people that were skinny that wouldn't have considered themselves in shape and I would have thought that's in shape you know whereas now that I'm older and I see like people people that are you know it's not just people that are overweight that think I'm not in shape obviously technically aren't in shape but there's also people that are underweight but I would have just thought like yeah my idea of in shape would have just been not overweight um which was like unfathomable to me but uh looking back now I think there's in shape has a different meaning I suppose it has a different meaning to everyone in that sense because overweight people have a different idea of what's in shape underweight people have a different idea of what's in shape and even people that are in shape have a different idea of what's in shape because it's such an internal thing where like someone who's in shape by maybe my definition or your definition they might have a totally different definition of in shape because their uh their perspective is so skewed because they're in such good shape that they think oh i should be better than this so like in shape as a term or a definition i suppose is different to everyone because it's like my yeah my definition is different to the next man and that's another that's a really tricky thing because i remember like i've got some photos from the end of first covid lockdown where i was like just ballooned up from like there was a few of us living in a house together and we were just like you know drinking beers every night tubes of pringles 
kilos every night playing Warzone and like I think I got up to like maybe 96, 97 kg and then I think we came out of that first life I think it was like August and I really got on like my diet at this stage because I was like alright this is enough this is where I kind of like really was dialing in calorie tracking and all this that was really falling into place for me and I went from 96 down to maybe 80, 81 but obviously there was no gyms so it was kind of like all I had was a skipping rope and some resistance bands so it was essentially just ca- calorie deficit cardio I was trying to resistance train but there's only so much you can do bands. but when I look back I remember looking back I remember at the time when I got down to like 80, 80 81 kilo thinking like I'm in great shape I'm really good shape and now when I look but like because it was just cardio diet and no resistance training I look back at that and I'm like wow I wasn't in I, I'd lost weight and I was probably the lightest I've ever been but when I look back at that picture now I'm like wow I wasn't in shape at all I was just like small <laughs> I guess and then then uh, so then I moved to London maybe yeah like maybe two months after that and had uh, access to gyms for the first time and I don't know how long and didn't do like any crazy bulk rent and just kind of like main gained I suppose you would call it yeah uh, gain uh, yeah, yeah. yeah kind of ate in like a slight surplus where the number over maybe like the next eight nine months the number on the scale didn't change a whole lot but like the difference in the two pictures now are like night and day like much more on my frame uh, and then just, just when you're saying you know you, you got in shape but you didn't feel like <laughs> looking back that you weren't good it sounds like you felt a lot better though like you felt that's the thing no 100% you felt way like, better. I, I, I look like that's but that's also goes back to what I was saying about in shape as definition is just such a like warped term almost because like Absolutely. at the time I felt amazing I'm like wow I was I remember literally looking in the mirror being like I am in the best shape of my life like I look fantastic but then say eight months later then when I put more size on my frame and I'm looking at myself and I look back at that one and I go how did I think I was in shape there like I was tiny and I had no muscle or nothing so yeah it just goes back to that like in shape my definition is just I suppose yeah it's a warped term because what I think is in like what I think what I thought was in shape then eight months later I didn't think was in shape and then when I put more size on my frame at the time I ended up doing sort of another cut then where now like or I was like okay now I'm really in shape and I do look back at that time now like that is that shape I was in but yeah I suppose um, so yeah when I cut down I probably looked back at the one where I had, was a bit heavier and go geez I thought I was in shape there and now I'm like look at me now I wasn't even in shape back then so I think as you're progressing your definition is always going to change of what's in shape it's like the goalposts are moving on you 100% funny. yeah it's so it's, funny it's, it's like that saying of um, pacing the pump like you'll never be as big as your pump because when you get your pump and then you're looking at yourself and you're like wow and then you go home and you're like why don't I look like how I did it in the mirror at the gym anymore exactly or there's the there's the guy on youtube he's uh dom the he's like the italian guy with the uh the headband and he's he's this gym bro guy and he says the minute you walk into the gym is the minute you'll be forever small because you'll never be as big as you uh-huh, want to be yeah, whereas yeah, true. when you weren't training you couldn't you couldn't give two hoots about your physique Such a, a, a head scratcher everything <laughs> it's, it's, but, it's, a, it's an absolute melter yeah but a funny one i'm thinking of is you know back when we were in school you were playing rugby you were like 16 and i said off air it was like uh i think it was mark barnes was like all here he's squatting one six and he's only 16 and he was like telling people about this and i was like what in the my my mind was bending. I was like, how the hell can he squat 160? He's only 16. And I was like, wow, like, so Kyle's in shape now. That's what the standard is there, like, you know? And I'm like, right, I, you know, <laughs> it's funny because I was thinking you were in shape then like that. And that is to be able to squat 160 at like a young age like that is like, like very good going or whatever it was like, you know, but it's like. Yeah, I think it was, it was 150. Uh, I'll take the 10 kgs. One thing I would say about that though is uh, thankfully there was no uh, Docker Instagram or smartphones or we'd be going back looking at probably a pretty ropey squat. <laughs> I would question 
question before I went that far. Sure. No, I, I definitely do remember loading it up on the bar and giving it a go. I would heavily question the depth. I definitely moved it for sure. You attempted it at the very least. That's, you know, oh, 100%. Yeah, Most yeah, people 100%, don't even attempt yeah. something like that in their whole life. Like, so that's, you know, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like you almost had sort of like, I don't know, maybe a drive or some, some sort of like ability in you, even from a young age. So um, kind of what is like the sort of um, kind of the changes where, you know, I guess you're kind of, you, you said over the, the lockdown, obviously, like all the resources were taken away and it's like a really challenging situation. What kind of brings about that challenging situation where like, you know, everything's going well, but then, you know, let's just say like you kind of, uh, you, you lose your, your fitness habit, you know, your weight changes, you're not as active. Like what was the kind of, uh, the reason for the challenges and stuff like that? Like when, when you weren't able to kind of maintain it? Um, initially when I fell out of habit. Yeah. So like, out of any good habit. Yeah. Um, COVID really like COVID. Yeah. 100%. Although I do remember, like, as I said, when I was in uh, Canada and I kind of fluked my way into good shape, I was training and stuff, but it was also due to high activity levels and work and things like that. You could kind of get away with it, even though I was training. I still didn't, even then, I didn't really know a whole lot. Uh, I suppose I was still kind of uh, doing like little bouts of keto and stuff back then. So that says it all. But I do remember as well, I think it kind of comes down to environment a lot. It was like when I was in Canada and like, you know, I had like access to gyms. Gym was on the way home from work and things like that. And then I remember all of a sudden I came home uh, Christmas 2019, I think, with the intentions of going back to Canada. And then my visa for Canada fell through last minute. And uh, when that fell through, I had no option but to stay at home. Staying at home. Home was now Donegal, where my parents live, which for your listeners is a very, very, very rural part of Ireland. So all of a sudden I'd gone from like access to everything to being back in rural Ireland, eating meals that your mum was there and, and having no access to a gym and like just nothing. And this is also back then as all well, I was kind of just fo- solely fo- my activity levels were all from work. Wasn't doing any cardio. Had no interest in doing any steps. So with the work gone and the gym gone, I was like, I knew I was in trouble. I was like, how am I going to maintain anything here? And yeah, that was actually a tough period because I knew I was like, because I had no, I had no calorie awareness. I didn't actually have the awareness of like how to maintain my shape through diet because I'd fluked it, as I said. And then I had no access to any gyms or anything like that. And as I said, I had no interest in like, you know, I didn't really, I didn't understand activity levels thinking like I can actually just go on daily walk and that will save me from uh, falling back to like old ways. But I didn't have that knowledge at the time. So it, that was like, I knew I was like, I'm, I'm in trouble here. This is, this is how you end up back to square one. And sure enough, I did. And it took quite some time to get back, um, back on the horse, but eventually found my way. I suppose. I was, it was um, only around, yeah, when I came out of the other end of the, not the other end of the pandemic, first kind of, we'll say, wave of the pandemic where you had that initial lockdown, I found Will Tennyson, YouTuber. And there's a lot of good people on YouTube. Oh man, I'd highly, like if, if anyone was looking to get started on their training, and you, I would highly recommend going to his channel. But going back to his older videos, you know, because he started in the pandemic, so it was very much just raw information rather than, you know, YouTube is now like a lot of gimmick videos and like memes to the videos and things. But if you go back to his old older videos when he started his YouTube channel it's just an absolute pool of knowledge and that's kind of where I got the ball rolling and learned properly about uh, energy levels and energy expenditure and energy intake calories and this and that kind of and like I can safely say like if I didn't come across his I don't know how I came across all I think it was through Greg Doucet. Um but once I found that I was like oh so this is how it all worked like why have why did no one tell me this and it's just like I just remember thinking like okay well buying a food scale I'd used my fitness pal before but not accurately uh, and then when I came across that I was like well I'm buying a food scale right now getting back on this and then it was just a case of one week two weeks into tracking your food and tracking your weight and you're like you're almost like is this it this is too good to be true something must be wrong here like can't be this easy like, when, yeah um, once you know the, the step yeah it's like yeah i think yeah. that's why people as well are so quick to jump on like more drastic crash diets and fad diets is because it's like it's almost like that's too simple like, it couldn't be that easy you know it must be something um, complicated to get the extreme yeah yeah change. it couldn't be that easy yeah you know whereas it's like just do the basics do them long enough be all right yeah so you kind of mentioned a little bit about environment so just um, and, and 
it, and kind of education as well. So like, yeah, I guess what was the sort of education you were lacking and like the environment around you that just wasn't allowing you to sort of like stay on top of your fitness? Right. Education wise, like it's just, it's like, it's just baffling that like, why is it not common knowledge of people that it's just like literally energy expenditure, calories in, calories out, like, and like, there's so many people out there as well that will argue with you on this. And that would just like, you, you put your own head through the wall listening to it. Cause it's like, wh- why can't you just accept that it is this simple? Um, but yeah, and as I said, like when I look back and I'm like all those years where if I knew then what I know now, like, ah, oh man, I just, I'm almost, it's almost like a resentment where you're like, why didn't someone tell me? But like, who was, who, who was going to tell you, you know, not passively. <laughs> It's funny, there's people screaming every day on, on social media, but it's kind of like, I guess it's kind of, it's like a part of your journey, you know, where you're kind yeah, of yeah, you're receptive yeah, to the information as well. So you definitely did the work to stay at it and kind of like try a few different things that didn't work. And then like, for example, keto, like yeah. what was your experience with keto? Uh, like my experience was never successful, really. I'd get maybe two, three weeks in because it's just such an unsustainable diet. The thing, thing about it for me was I'd seen people post to me with it. So I was like, I know that work. No, I'd not been around anyone that had done like calorie aware in general. I hadn't seen that firsthand. So it was like, almost like it's the one thing I'd seen firsthand and I'm like I know that works so I would have tried it like time and time again and then I suppose because I did it because uh, I, I had a few stints in keto while working in construction but I was seeing results during those times thinking those results were because of keto really they were because of such high activity levels working in construction could have ate like I didn't yeah. Have, yeah I didn't have like an apple watch or any step count or anything at the time but I would say the step count was absolutely insane because I was working on like um project I was working on for like over a year was to be like 18 stories of scaffolding and you'd be up and down all day and it was like you're on your feet all day and even like that was monday to friday and you're also going gym after work so yeah the energy expenditure was crazy and at the time i was all i, I was probably doing a bit of cardio maybe one after after work too um but it was literally a case of like eat whatever you want Three levels are so high finish work on a friday and i'd be like oh no i'm not going to shows maybe 20 hours left and you'd be like everyone's going to the pub and you're like no 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 i can't i can't but you would end up going and in, in the end it didn't even matter because like you'd have to drink more pints than you could handle to you still go over your calories you know because like the activity was so high but again didn't understand that and I thought oh if I go find a song I'm going to ruin any progress and I always got away with it like I would say so like even when I was doing keto thinking I'm getting results keto here but it was because like I would say my calories were pretty high because I was blindly following keto thinking like oh I can eat all these I don't think my calories were even low I used to eat like 3,000 calories a day but purely like I like they say you can't out train bad diet which I totally agree with but I would say you can give it a good go if you work in construction and go to the gym and just do cardio you can have a good lash at it absolutely yeah and uh I, even though you're eating you're probably eating a lot um you're probably in just a deficit that was the key thing the whole time That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 and it yeah. sounds as though you were doing the activity levels of like an app no you had this like drive to go to the gym do your cardio even outside of a really like labor intensive job which is like very impressive to see yeah 100 percent. like I, I at the time I, I thought nothing of it it was just like because it was also funny it wasn't like your typical construction crew it was very like because uh, there's a lot of irish lads but there's a lot of guys there that were into like calisthenics everyone was in really good shape so there was a few of us that would go to the gym after work and then there was a few boys that would be down in the park doing handstands for an hour after work. so it was very act like group and uh, yeah we just didn't think anything of it I remember people being like people would say like, oh you couldn't be working that hard all day if you're going to the gym after work to be honest because when you're working in construction if you, if you if I was to go now and work in construction I would be absolute toast after the day but when you're working in it for a couple of years just like normal so like going to the gym after work it was like you didn't really love it like because it's like yeah you wouldn't even be that tired after, to be honest because you're so used to it uh, but I suppose we were young too it's not like we were middle aged yeah. we were in our early 20s so build yeah. up the fitness for it and I think 
think also it's like if you compare the situation um, where you were living at home and you kind of just were like isolated like you had very few things going in your favor like you didn't have like a sort of community or support around you um, the knowledge was lacking as well whereas like it sounds like this in this point we're just talking about it's like you had a little bit more knowledge you had a little bit of a plan you also had a lot of people around you who were also on like the same path like trying to just yeah so it's almost like you were the same person almost but like the uh, the, the circumstances around you brought out like the best yeah 100 percent. yeah i mean like you're always going to get the benefit of it when you surround yourself with people that are in that frame of mind too uh where like you know as i said those guys going to the gym after work this guy's doing calisthenics after work and then you just kind of like you're in that um frame of mind i suppose or thought where it's just like this is just what we do you know um it wasn't like kind of like the same mindset i'd be in now too where it's kind of like when you're in the swing of like going to work going to the gym after work it's almost like you know that's what you look for that's what you have during the week that's what you look forward to after work you're like finishing work nice gym now and when you get into that routine it becomes what would i do if i went home and didn't go to what like i actually don't know what i would do i'd be bored like well, i'm just gonna like scroll on my phone or watch tv it's just, yeah so but like when you're not in the swing of it going to the gym seems like the biggest task of all time god just long day i just want to go home and sit down so i think it's a case as well where you it makes it easier because you're surrounding yourself with those people to get into that but if you're trying to get into that on your own it's a lot harder you go into this gym you're not it's not your environment uh totally new to you so that that's more difficult so i think in that case if you're if that's your position it's very much a case of just toughen out that's not a great way to put it but i mean it is a case of you toughen out those first three to four weeks until you like kind of catch the bug i guess and then all of a sudden you will be like what would i do if i didn't go to the gym yeah you're kind of if you're doing it's it on your own fulfilling. yeah exactly like uh, kind of the meaning behind it is left purely like you're just doing it for yourself and you're doing it on your own whereas um the positive reinforcement of having <laughs> like you know i would have trained at galway city gym and like that gym is like you know not like your typical gym like there's actually like it's literally a community gym it's very very like supportive members are great up there like facilities are, are nice and mm. um you go there and you kind of like you know if you get if you get the right gym and um it's almost like you have an extra motivation by going to a different gym versus one that's just not working for you so yeah it's, it's like Absolutely, it's no wonder yeah, yeah once you once you got a better environment going that it actually sort of it's like it does some of the work for you um and then you were just talking about earlier about the lockdown and like you were just you were making progress with just like very minimal equipment it sounded almost like a prison workout and you see people actually do make progress you know calisthenics like you said and stuff so like how were you able to make progress with such minimal equipment because a lot of people would be like oh you need a gym i need yeah. all the supplements you know i need a coach i need all these different things how did you make make it work yeah i think uh like as i said there was progress made but it was purely weight loss but like i think there was just i'm not sure i think it was just like it was just such a drive there from realizing like okay hold on a minute now i was like 82 83 kg started this lockdown and now i'm 96 and i was like this can't go on so i think it was very but i think what it was to be honest was there's obviously a drive there wouldn't normally be there because i would be i'd be very much be a person where like i need i would be that person i need to be in the gym i need to physically go there and get in that mindset but i think i was very lucky in the sense that before the lockdown i had joined uh yeah i joined a boxing gym i suppose it was like a six week um beginners boxing thing and then so i did that first six weeks and then went into like a level two and did like another six weeks and then joined like the adult class and maybe only got like a few sessions into the adult class uh before the lockdown hit and um i enjoyed boxing a lot good it was something new to me that i'd never done before but i always remember you'd start every session with 10 minutes and i'd just be looking around and seeing these like fellas that were just wizards with a skipping rope jump crisscrosses and side straddles and all this and i was like i, I was just like that is so cool like I, you know i'm just there tripping over the rope like and i was like i would love i couldn't even string 10 seconds i was like i would love to be able to do that so then i think you know lockdown happened that went to the side never really thought of it again and then when i was like i need to start doing something here i was like what could i do i don't like running i don't like walking i was like i would rather bang out 30 minutes of cardio than go on a walk you know, two three hours or whatever long however long it takes to get a meaningful step count and i scrolling i think on instagram one day and i saw it was like a suggested post response post this irish guy who sells so skipping rope company called skipping rope and i was like that's what i can do i could get a skipping rope because like that's something that's great cardio 
cardio burns a lot of calories and I actually want to get good at it so I bought a skipping rope for 10 euro and it was probably the best 10 euro I ever spent because I got the skipping rope and then I was like right oh, I got I came in the door and I was like wait sure I still can't skip like how am I going to learn to skip so I got on YouTube watched a couple of tutorials kind of like okay right kind of like starting to put it together a little bit but I was like how am I going to build this up to be able to skip for a meaningful amount of time to actually get a workout in? then went back to YouTube and found a channel called the Jump Rope Dudes that do skipping workouts and it was perfect because the workout was maybe skip for 30 seconds and then drop the skipping rope and do 30 seconds of air and then skip for 30 seconds and then jumping jacks for 30 seconds and maybe like it was only like a 10-15 minute workout but it was just enough those thirds build up so to the point where okay now I can do the 30 seconds and go into the air squat and then it got to the point where instead of doing the 30 seconds and then 30 seconds of air squats I was like I'm actually just going to do a minute of skip and then I'll do the jumping jack and slowly but surely built it up to where you know, I was like okay I don't need this uh, YouTube video to skip along anymore I'll just do 10 minutes I started doing a 3-5 minute round and then that built up to 3-10 minute round and then eventually I was able to just go for like a half an hour straight which was kind of that was where it all kind of really started to come together to me because I was like I can do 30 minutes of cardio straight and not be like when is this over you know I could like just put on music zone out and I'd be like there would be a bit of fatigue being like oh I'm, surely I'm nearly there now you know but it was still like yeah it was the first time in my life I was actually able to go and like blast out some cardio and uh, yeah that was the difference because you need to be doing cardio you enjoy like if, if it's going to be high like you're not going to do high intensity cardio you don't need to but like you're not going to do it consistently enough to see results if you don't enjoy it. I should have I should have said this earlier but you don't need to do keto right I'm like you know everyone jumps on the keto, keto diet yeah keto absolutely keto. Not. yeah yeah so it just reminds me but you don't need to do burpees either I see people doing burpees all the time I'm like you do not like fitness can be whatever yeah, you want it to be yeah, so yeah. absolutely yeah so basically um, your, your point of enjoying it is, is huge it's um there's yeah. so many options out there and I love how it did a bit of skipping just as much as you were able to do and then you did the squats which is basically that's building up your cardiovascular fitness as well but just in a way that you can actually do it more easily so that's huge um yeah 100 i was very lucky that that's kind of like i mean yeah it's just lucky how it kind of like it all fell in in that way like oh i found this skipping all right so it was like such a it happened over such a long period of time where it's like oh i started doing a bit of box i kind of like saw skipping i was like oh i like that i'd like to be good at that and then months go by and then i see skipping rope ad on instagram so i'm like oh i get that and i'm like oh how am i gonna learn to skip and then i find the youtube video and i'm like this is perfect now because it really just built up to the like skill uh to the point where now i can actually do it you know so that would be like my main form of cardio now to this day i still uh, like i obviously don't i do walk in specifically i don't like if i didn't have a step count or a target i would find it hard to go on aimless walks but because when you have that target it makes it a bit easier but like yeah skipping would be my favorite form of cardio now yeah or if you have a good podcast to listen to like this you can uh, make the walks yeah, a bit more entertaining if you, if you put on the progression health podcast your walks will fly doesn't, yeah it doesn't hurt so just back to before you like started to make all this incremental progress what was like some of the stuff you were thinking that you were like right the lockdowns happened i've kind of let go of my health a little bit were you like thinking a lot like say on a daily basis of like not happy with my health i need to make a change or what was the sort of thinking that shifted because something did obviously shift so what was going on at that time if you can remember yeah i suppose it was just kind of like um because i'd been in like growing up hadn't been in shape ever pretty much fluked my way into being in shape and working in construction realized oh wow like you know i'm not doomed to be in bad poor shape i can be in good shape i'm like and this is great like life is so much better when you're in shape it just is like you're more confident your mental health is better your anxiety is down you're less stressed and then so because i'd know because because i'd known what that's like to go from that to back to square one i was like ah, oh, i can't possibly be back here i'm not staying here so i think that's kind of what gave me the like drive to get back in shape because i know what it's like i know how much better off i am in good health how much of a positive impact that has on your overall life and everything how confident you are how outgoing you are not afraid to speak up and things like that whereas i found when i'm in not as when i'm in poor health or poor shape much more like inside myself 
myself much more reserved and uh yeah i suppose that would be kind of like knowing what that what it was like to be in shape back to where i was was kind of like the driving force being like okay hold on we're making a change here because we're not falling back into absolutely yeah i'm just thinking actually so in terms of we, we talked about being in shape so even when you did that 150 squat at, at that young age you still didn't feel in shape back then even though that's like you know no no, no one was no, even no, no. no one was my, at all no one was doing no anyways. but my yeah i suppose yeah you're going back to like perception of in shape my perception of in shape wasn't to lift a certain amount of weight my perception of in shape at the time would have been like just to, to not be overweight i wouldn't have even thought like you know you would have been just like norm normal size teenager i was skinny no, you weren't, you i weren't, was skinny no. i was come on i was skinny. well so okay so i still am skinny but, like <laughs> from my from my perspective that would have been in shape i would have been right. like ross is in shape you know whereas you would have thought oh i'm skinny and then you're looking at me being like he's squatting this but i'd be like oh i'd rather be where he's at you know? yeah so, and... yeah my perspective of in shape then wasn't a certain number that i was lifting it was like more of a number on the scales or size of my belly <laughs> yeah i hear you and the, the warped thing about both of our perceptions or just maybe people's perception in general is like when people are at their lean probably typically they're they're at their weakest as well you know like yeah yeah, yeah true, because yeah. Per, you sacrifice a certain element it's not always the case but a lot of the time you sacrifice performance for example you do keto you're going to be on very low carb and your energy is probably going to be a bit lower uh, lower so um basically you might actually look quote unquote help but your performance even like your mood and stuff libido all these other things could be really low so it's not like yeah absolutely yeah so you were yeah. squatting way more than me and you i would have said you were in shape so that's just the funny way our perception yeah. works well, like, yeah. I, yeah no 100 though like definitely stand by what i say about everyone's perspective in shape is just warped especially in today's world with like instagram and social media like it's almost not real what people think is in shape now absolutely yeah, yeah. like the things you're seeing on social media are just like a combination of lighting bumps performance plants and drugs everything and like even those people even like if you take like okay peds is one thing but if you take them out of like lighting in a pump and like, that single snapshot like nine times out of ten you'd be shocked what they look like in real life so it's just like yeah super warped in what what people think is in shape yeah i think what would help people is if they think about themselves and they think about like my skills my ability my potential uh my value and try and come up with a version of what in shape would be for them as a purely as an individual because social media is so like toxic for trying to get a, a sense of what's in shape yeah 100 you, know? you don't want to chase anything that's on social media it will only lead to disappointment really yeah it, it will it's almost guaranteed that it'll lead to disappointment so i feel as though you've kind of uh leaned on some like pretty simple habit like yeah you, you haven't like overcomplicated it and things you worked on like skipping um and like the walking and stuff so you know uh would you always have been focused on those like key little habits and keeping it simple or like you know what were the kind of the biggest changes that you made to your activity and nutrition level of progress yeah uh no 100 like since i've kind of like since i feel like i've nailed down the basic um that will get you on the right track i think my i think the key is just simplicity like you'll always hear people talking about consistency oh i'm consistent this and i'm consistent that and you need to be consistency is the key you don't really hear people talking about like what's the key to being consistent to me that's just like keeping things as simple keeping your meals simple keeping your training simple like i know some people out there would be like very meticulous about their diet or their training in terms of like maybe getting things down to the last macro and the last gram of carbs or you know in terms of like their progressive overload in the gym they're like they have a spreadsheet and like everything like this number needs to be hit and i need this much volume and that but for me that takes one out of it you know if it's like that much down to, to like that meticulous and mathematical and scientific like i like to just keep calories in check through simple meals simple nutrition and then just try your best to progressively overload by just making notes of your workouts and then just okay what did i do last week okay let's try and do better than that it doesn't need to be oh I'm, i need i need to hit these numbers and this number and this amount of volume i'm just like if, if you want to be super like editive maybe that's where you need to be. but in terms of like layman just try and improve on little areas and try and do better each week um if you improve even 0.1 percent each week it'll go a long way over the course of a year yeah it'll all add up kind of like you know the skipping example you use like so, yeah, compound what, interest exactly yeah 
so I think you talked a little bit about kind of like gamifying it, like the steps and stuff. How did you kind of make that like little kind of steps and incremental progress? How did you make that interest? A lot of people find that kind of boring, like not sort of sexy enough. So like, for example, with your steps or skipping your workout or anything else you worked on with your health, how did you kind of gamify it or just make it more like enjoyable, the whole process of it? So how did I kind of get into doing those little things? Is it? Yeah, because a lot of people will stop after like a week or, you know, that initial boost will just yeah, go. Yeah, I think, I think I just kind of went, once I put it all together, like if you put all those things together and dial them in, you'll see the needle moving pretty quickly. So I think that was all I needed to see. Just do that for a week. Because like anyone that's done a dieting phase will know the first week, if you like, if you go from eating like normally and not like caring what you're eating, like say for me over Christmas there, I like went into Christmas knowing like I'm going to start a diet, not a diet, but you know, I'm going to go into like a weight loss phase in January. I've been in like a gaining phase for the last six months. So I did do a little kind of mini cut, I suppose you would call it, on Christmas. I was like, I want to go into Christmas too heavy because I know almost like loosening the belt. I was like, I'm making a bit of room. So um, when I went into, when I came out of Christmas then, so yeah, as a, basically what I was saying is when you go from say Christmas diet where you're eating whatever you want, you're drinking beers, drinking Guinness, you're having second turkey dinners and then obviously you come out of Christmas up a few kilos, uh, but it's obviously not all actual weight, like John's going to be some more weight and things like that. But yeah, anyone that knows, anyone that started a diet in Facebook know that say you cut your calories down to like, like even just go back to maintenance. You're, and if you track your weight, you're going to see that like initial drop and be like a big drop, maybe a kilo or two. So I think it was just a case of for me when I was starting out, dialed everything in first time. So I, I suppose I was lucky at kind of everything, put everything into play on my first try, I suppose, and saw that drop and go, okay, this works. So I want these results. So, so when you do. say you put everything into place, do you mean like you had a, a plan clearly laid out yeah, in advance? Yeah, as in, so I, pieces of all falling together where I know I need to be in a calorie, I know I need to raise my activity level, I know I need to track my nutrition and track my weight so I can see progress. And then once I saw the progress, then it just becomes like so clear, like, oh, so if I want this goal, this is what I have to do. And it's just, once you know that, it's a no-brainer. It's like, if you want this, this is what you have to do. So you're going to do it. Exactly. So and I think, I, think were, I just needed to see that. Were you not doing those things in the past? So like you might have started fat loss phase, you know, in previous years with like just kind of a random plan or like even no plan at all. Yeah, that, 100%. No plan at all. No plan at all. If you have no plan and also you're not, you have no way, you have no metrics to see how it's going. I was just like doing things and then hoping it was going to work. Not weighing myself, not like taking any measurements. Not that I don't even do that to be honest, but like, you know, I will weigh myself daily to see how my diet is affecting my weight. And then, but I, I also know as well that like, that's not something to stress over. Like, you know, if the needle's not moving on the scale, it might be moving elsewhere, you know, old t-shirts might start fitting and things like that. So yeah, I think the difference was just having the plan in place, but also knowing the metrics to look at to see that it's working. And once I could see that it was working, once you see something's working, it's just a no-brainer to follow that protocol then, you know? Yeah, so it's kind of like with the training, you don't enjoy tra- uh, tracking your training because it just takes the fun out of it. And you're, you're really- I'll, tra- I'll track it, but not like meticulously. I do, I, I do like to know that I'm progressively overloading it stronger, but not, I'm not, I'm not pumping in any numbers into spreadsheets. I just have no. Yeah. So it's kind of like you put in like um, a bit of work, but you don't overdo it. You stick to what you enjoy as well. Which, no, yeah. um, Keep it simple. And you put, you focus more on the nutrition side of things by the sound of it. So you have more metrics for tracking your nutrition. Is that where you put like? Yeah. Yeah. De- yeah. I definitely, I, I'd be, I track my nutrition. But like, I also think um, I have to, like, uh, I'm not someone that can kind of get away with uh, kind of winging it a bit. Like, you know, if I don't kind of track the nutrition, well, I suppose it's the case as well where I like to know. I like to, I just look at it as such a numbers game where it's like I know that if I stick to these numbers that will get me from A to B so I like to know um, so yeah I definitely do track my nutrition I wouldn't say more than my workouts but I keep a closer eye on it and because it is when it comes to fat loss it is obviously the more important thing like you could not train at all and just track your nutrition and you achieve those goals to some extent you know? so I think yeah I would put more em- I, would, I, put, I would put more emphasis on tracking nutrition than tracking your workouts but I would say I'm 50-50 when it comes to nutrition and training I, you know, I think both are equally as important right, yeah so it's definitely I would say yeah definitely important to do any little bit of tracking 
you can for both. Um, and that way, then you're just making sure that you're you're progressing in some way, even if it's like, you know, 1% improvement each week. So just with the, the exercise in general, spoke a little bit about like, you know, say like the mental health benefits of it and stuff. What, what do you, so let's just say fat loss aside, what do you get out of exercise, if anything at all, other than pure fat loss? Uh, like, like kind of what like, are you, do you, yeah, it's an escape, you, what are, it's an escape, an absolute escape. Like, um, I'll, I'll go to work at 8 o'clock, 5 p.m. And sure you'll have a million different things on your mind, work related, personally. And then I love finishing work and just being like, Joe, it almost gets to like 20 to 5, 10 to 5. And I'm like, oh, here we go. I can like, I'm going into that fridge and getting that can of monster out and putting my headphones on. And even just making my way to the gym, I'm like no longer thinking about anything else. I'm just like thinking about what I'm going to do in the gym. What am I training? What am I going to try and lift? And then when you get in there, it's even just more like tunnel vision where you're just not thinking about a thing. You're just lost. You're almost lost in it. Um, so yeah, it's just like, an, it's an escape really. And uh, you come out of it with such clarity as well. Like it's funny, I went to, I went to, I usually train on my own. I like training on my own, but I'll train with people occasionally as well. So I like, much prefer training on my own. But I went to the gym with my girlfriend there a few weeks ago and we were talking about something prior to the session. Uh, and it was kind of, whatever it was, I remember it wasn't like, you know, something, ple- it was, wasn't something pleasant. It was something like that was kind of annoying. You know, both of us, you know, some sort of situation that was going on. And I was in the middle of a set. And then when I'm training with someone, you know, I put on my headphones for a set and then obviously you'll pull them out, talk to the person you're training with maybe. And she tried to bring up what we were talking about previous session. I was like, no, 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 no. We're not talking about that in here. This is like the me times. You know, we're just like kind of getting away from all that. Talk about that later. Like, oh yeah, I, it's just um, one of those things where you can like switch off almost. It's almost like getting a, get, getting a rest, getting a sleep almost because you're just not thinking about anything else. You know? Yeah, mentally it's like sort of, you know, they call it like your happy place almost. So it's just 100%. Like, yeah. yeah, it's kind of like a guaranteed uh, benefit, good time. It's almost like a healthy stress um, can make progress with your health. So really, I think that's a huge thing is that like, it sounds like you've enjoyed the process the whole way through um, right up to, to now where you've like started to actually post more online. Talk just a little bit about like where you're at with like uh, your fitness where you actually are posting online is it like kind of learned so much now that you have a little bit to give back you're like more confident that habits are like so ingrained that it's kind of just like you're just your passion is, is like easier to talk about yeah so what is kind of the difference yeah 100 i suppose so since starting posting online there's obviously the confidence aspect to it where you're like you know you wouldn't have had the confidence to go posting online about it prior it's also a case where i enjoy talking about it so like you know sometimes you might be like at a party or something and you might find someone who's also into fitness and then you just like bounce off each other and it's almost like the rest of the people are like oh there they go and you're almost like delighted you get to talk about talk to it about someone that actually wants to hear about it. um but also yeah as you say give back like as i said earlier in the podcast where you're like oh wow if i knew what i know now i would be so much better off so it's just a case of i wouldn't have started a social media page didn't feel i had something of value to offer to people given the last like couple of years where i've been fitting kind of fitness around my nine to five job i genuinely feel like i've actually mastered doing that like i know how to fit fitness around the nine to five so i suppose starting the page was just a case of like i've got something of like genuine value here to give to people and if they take it on board they can make drastic changes to their life so that was kind of like the motivation through starting that page um because it's like uh, you've seen the pages it's all things like doing little things throughout the day doing a little meal prep don't waste time and you'd be shocked it into your nine to five day so yeah i suppose that's kind of the reason behind starting it is just that i feel i have genuine value to put out there it's not just random stuff and bits of like oh i'm going to the gym today or oh, i'm training leg day. no like this is what i do this is what actually i'm not saying i'm an expert or anything i'm just this is what works for me and if it works for me it can work 
for you too. Yeah, like if nothing else, you've been working on your fitness for like, what is it, since you're 16? Like, so that's like, what is it, 14, yeah. whatever, my math is terrible, 13 years. But it's a long time, like where you've obviously gonna, you're obviously gonna learn a lot. I love how it's uh, very simple. It's very practical things. It's nothing like dramatic, like keto, get rid of carbs or train, you know, six days a week or anything. It's very practical. So just with like the, the steps is something you really, you talk about a lot. So um, you talked about like averaging 16,000 steps a day. You know, a lot of people hear 10,000 and, and 16, you know, it might be a lot, but like, how did you get up to, to 16? Is that kind of your norm? What do you, you typically aim at? Yeah, so I'll typically aim for like 15, but it kind of averages a bit higher then because like that's kind of probably what I'll aim for during the week at work. And then on the weekends, I'll probably get a bit more than that. But I suppose, I, yeah, I didn't really, I mean, I didn't start off, okay, I'm doing 16,000 steps now, but it just kind of became, it started off with just, okay, I need to, so I'll go for a walk, my lunch, have an hour lunch, and walk for 40 minutes, come back, have my lunch, 20 minutes, scroll, which is more than enough time, scroll. Um, so that kind of, I mean, that walk and just your other little bits throughout the day, that maybe got me up to like, say, six, seven thousand. And then, get the reason it went higher than that is because obviously I have an understanding of like energy expenditure. Oh, hold on a minute. I like to eat food. I, like, if I can, more I can eat while dieting, better. It's like, I can make little bits of changes here. I can make small little changes here to increase my step count to in turn eat more food and still be in a depth. So I started doing little things like just kept my lunch break walking and then maybe say make a really quick breakfast and rather than sitting down having breakfast I would wrap it up throw it in my bag leave the house that 10 minutes earlier get a little 10 minute walk in before I jump on the train and then all of a sudden you're getting to work with more steps in and now you're also eating your breakfast on work's time rather than your own time you know, you're answering emails having your breakfast either not lost that time having breakfast you've actually gained time to do more but that would have added a bit more to that initial like six seven and then it turned into like oh I'm on the phone in work rather than like sitting in my chair on the phone if I don't need to get the computer I'll just go and walk around the hallways while on the phone and you'd be shocked how quick that had. and then other things like just if you're going to the toilet walk to the one further away little small changes wow do they add up not so much in the winter time now but in the summertime brighter in the evenings leave the gym rather than like say take the bus home it takes pretty much the same amount of time for me to get the bus as it does to walk maybe a bit less get the bus but obviously in the cold winter nights you're not as quick to be like oh I'll just walk home now but in the summertime that's more steps you can get walk home from the gym rather than catching the bus home um, but yeah I suppose that just goes back to me being like the more I walk the more I can eat and still be in a deficit so that's, a, that's just a trade-off for me you don't need to do that nobody needs to do that but it's like weigh it up there would you rather a little bit extra walking or would you rather eat yeah or cut more food out rather yeah like once you have a, a plan um, you can decide on what trade-offs you want and kind of modify the plan and it sounds like yeah, you've exactly. made it enjoyable by like almost making it into a game which is huge because that like you were talking about when you started out you're kind of like white knuckling it just like going on your own doing it the hard way you just really enjoy what you're doing and then just for your work so if your work is sedentary you're working at a desk it's like yeah what you know can you tell us about your job in terms of like get the steps in and just any other little things you do to, uh, to stay healthy yeah your job. well actually i put up a post there during the week and it was like you need to shift your thinking you're you need to shift the way you look at your job or your position from your nine-to-five job if you're in a desk job and you're thinking oh i can't lose weight because i'm sat at a desk all day you need to shift your thinking from don't think of it as i'm stuck at this desk all day think of it as i'm actually in a really good position here because i've got a really good structure to my day i get up at the same time every day i go to bed great sleep schedule one of the key foundations to uh i have my meal my my day is structured out the same every time time every day so if you work eight to five nine to five you're gonna have your breakfast time you're gonna have your lunch time you're gonna have your dinner at the same time you're gonna set so another key foundation fat loss so if you shift your way of thinking about it all of a sudden you're thinking hold on a minute i'm stuck at this desk all day but all these other things are going to my favor and on top of that as well you've also got a long day so instead of thinking oh i'm at this desk all this time think of it as i'm up all this time i'm up this early and i'm going until this late so where can i fit in little bits of activity what can i do like there's a long period of time there where you things in so it's just a way uh, it's i think that's like yeah that's like one of the main reasons that i started my page as well because it's like it's such a common thought to be like i'm doomed by my desk job but you actually very easy to sit down and think about it to shift that mindset and make that work
work in your favor actually yeah the post you have where you're like walking around taking a call so simple but that's like huge yeah if you're even adding 500 steps like you know 2500 a week that's going to add up across a year yeah that's like very effective to to, to shift your thinking first and then your your behaviors after and i'm just mm. thinking then though so we talked about like you're making a plan hard to make a plan but if you already have that structure the nine to five in place it's almost like you have a template to work around it's actually something that, that shift you talked about is working in your favor so that kind of makes me think then of the weekend typically what my clients the weekends are tricky right there is no you know template there's no schedule so like how do you kind of approach the weekend when i you know let's assume it's a bit more challenging just like say people are listening at home and they, they actually experience the weekends as a tricky time um what's your approach to the weekend yeah so for me weekend uh, if alcohol is not involved it's not a problem for me if alcohol is invo- involved it is a problem with alcohol comes for adhering for me like if you can if you can drink alcohol and maintain your adherence you're not gonna have a problem but yeah so if i really want to be adherent to my diet my goal i will ha- i just i've accepted now that i just have to eliminate alcohol for that period or at least at the very least only bring it in if i weigh it up and i'm like okay this is going to be work with the weekends as well people i understand people would find it i almost find it again this is if alcohol is not involved but i almost find it a bit easier say i'm working on monday or monday to friday and i start work at eight that means i have to get up at half six it's a much longer day you need to spread your calories out over whereas if i get up say it's saturday and I have myself a lie-in and let's say I lie in till nine. Some people might not even be a lie-in, but to me, that would be a lie-in. I find it very easy then. Okay, I'm not getting out of bed till nine. I can start the day with a coffee and a walk. So now, not only started the day with like good burst of activity, I've had a coffee, which is like suppress my appetite. Let me push my first meal back further and then maybe you can get away with it. That coffee might keep me going till say 11. And then all of a sudden, I've only had breakfast at 12. Now you've still got so much room to play with for the rest of the day. So I almost find that easier because I don't need to worry about like, oh, I've got to spread my nutrition out over this long day whereas like you enjoy the lion you enjoy the walk you know, go grab a coffee listen to music I don't feel like I'm like oh I'm doing something here to make this work I'm like I enjoy I want to get this coffee I want to go on this I want to listen to this podcast and in turn I'm benefiting from that because I'm pushing off my meal and then I have a much smaller window to work with I'm not an advocate of intermittent fasting or anything like that but everyone knows that if you're intermittent fasting it's going to make it easier in terms of window smaller as long as you're not starving by the time you do eat and now you're like oh I'm going to eat everything yeah. but yeah I, I, that's one thing I like I almost alcohol is not involved I have no problem with the weekends and if you do have a problem with the weekend sticking like adhering at the weekend I suggest take that mindset where start your day with a coffee start your day with a walk get your activity in early so you're not worrying about getting it in later and also you've got a smaller window then that you need to work with later in the day you've got you've still got everything to play with say at 12 yeah that, that would definitely be my experience also where it's like hard enough at the best of times to manage your health uh, stay consistent with your habit but if you can you know stay off the, the alcohol then it, <coughs> it's almost like uh, it just gives you like more energy or sort of like more ability to think and plan and do everything else um, and like one less excuse as well because alcohol become an excuse for like not making progress and then yeah i love the, the approach you have where it's like you can sleep in and, and you see the time window you have as being less instead of the mm. weekend being like all oh, this daunting challenge yeah the window you have order so, yeah 100 yeah um, so Kyle, it's been great to, to speak um is there any kind of like final tips you have um any kind of like encouragement for for people because you know we've kind of like talked about how struggling for a while and now you feel like you've mad approach to your fitness and like you know you're doing really well making good progress so yeah what would you say to anyone else i find that as easy i would say just don't focus on doing too much do the little bit do them well do them consistently and build on that same way almost almost like I suppose the skipping could be a metaphor like the skipping where I started out and I couldn't do 10 seconds but I had to do to be able to do 10 seconds before I could do 30 seconds gotta be able to crawl before you don't bite off more than you can chew do small things do the basics do them right and try and shift your mindset as well about what's in your favour rather than yeah that's brilliant and Justin L's you your example is like inspiration for watching so uh, yeah great work on